we always want to find something outside of us as a problem. But sometimes it's just like really deep inside of us. That's something that we have to change, to have to shift, transform. And it, it comes to all those words, all this negative feeling that we have. It comes for a reason because we want to learn something. We come here to learn that. And as soon as we start to blaming it as outside matter, as soon as we start to blaming it because we want to say, hey, I don't, I don't have any access to it. I cannot change it. And as soon as we have addressed it inside of us, that limit, then we can shift it. As soon as we acknowledge it, basically appreciation is acknowledgement. And when we acknowledge something inside of us, we are actually appreciating. We can appreciate the negativity. We can appreciate the pain. And then through that, we can, we can get the gift. We can get the jewel out of that pain and then say like, oh, this is another jewel in my being. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share new and different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Our guests come from many different and diverse backgrounds, and the one thing they all have in common is a passion for gratitude. I'm Julie Boyer, a gratitude and gut health expert, and I love showing you different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Welcome back, friends. This week, we have another interview with Kamran Novin, and he supports people to have healthier relationships with money, all on a beautiful foundation of gratitude. I'm so excited to have Kamran on the podcast because it's been a while since we've had someone talking about the relationship between money and gratitude. So if you're struggling with your money mindset or you find that you're not in financial alignment, this is the podcast for you. Quick question before we start. I was wondering if you caught last week's episode. I did something a little bit different. I posted a gratitude meditation to help you with your relationships. I'm wondering if you had a chance to listen to it. If you enjoy these types of podcasts, let me know. My contact details are in the show notes, and I'd love to hear if gratitude meditations are something you'd like to see more of on the podcast. I won't necessarily do them every single week, but I might have them as a bonus every month or so. And before we start this interview, I just ask you one last quick thing. If you haven't clicked on the plus or follow button on the podcast show page, please take a quick moment to do that now. Just hit pause. I'll wait. Okay, welcome back. And now that you're following the podcast, you won't miss any of the new episodes that I post every week on Tuesday and occasionally a bonus episode too. Here we go, friends, with a wonderful, heartfelt interview with Kamran Novin. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and today I'm welcoming Kamran Novin all the way from the Netherlands. Hello, my friend. Hi. Thank you I'm, for inviting me. Yeah, I'm so excited. I, I'm just thrilled to have you on the podcast today because gratitude is so fundamental to the work that you're doing. Now, Kamran is a modern spiritual practitioner, He's a coach, a musician, a poet, an author, templar, timber worker, and chef. He has helped many individuals through his financial freedom course. And his book, coming out in the next 
four to six weeks, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, Transform Your Money Mindset in 21 Steps is the essence of his financial freedom program. He inspires others through his colorful and joyful life and aspires to continue making a positive difference in many lives through his service and his work. Kamran, as I love to start my podcasts, I would love to hear a little bit about your story because you are, it looks like a multi-passionate, multi-talented individual. So was that sort of how you grew up getting a chance to try so many different things? Yeah, thanks for asking. I think like that is part of the practices that I love it because I think like every single of us has so many talents, but we don't get the chance to experience all of them and master them. So one of the things that I learned through the life was like, okay, if I learn this, what's gonna happen in my life? And look look at it as as experience, not as this is this is the end. So, for example, I learned music and I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then I was like, okay, I really like cooking. So I'm going to learn this. And this is amazing. And I was like, one day when I was, when I had this business that we were cooking a lot of cookies and we had a really wonderful business and was sitting with my friend and I was like, I really like to become a coach. And he was like, what do you want to teach? I was like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that was the, the spark that it comes to me and I was like okay like what do I have to teach do I have anything to teach and then a few days later one of my housemates was like you have a wonderful life can you can you show me how you can get it and I was like oh that's challenging I will do my best and (laughs) and I started to tell him what I'm doing and I was like oh I am actually a coach for my housemate so mm-hmm. how can how how can I change that and bring it to more people? And there was like more people wanting that. And yeah, this is this is like just living with the life and flowing and n- not giving any limit to myself because mm-hmm. I I believe that the only limit is me. So I cannot be more than me because I limit myself. This is me. It's interesting how you mentioned, you know, this starting with one passion, then moving to another. Did you grow up with a family of people that were entrepreneurs that took risks? Was it a fun, grateful, happy, loving environment? You know, because you do have that beautiful disposition. And I'm just wondering if that maybe came from your family. Well, I have to say, I I have a great family in different sense. So I grew up in war. So I born in Iran, but it was Iran and Iraq war. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And then we moved to Greece and we come back to Iran. So we we forced to take risks yeah. because the life was like that. So it wasn't like, a, hey, you have a choices to take risks, but it was like, you have to take risks because there is no other choice for it. And so we did take risk in life but in the same time, like my mom was a kind of entrepreneur, but and she takes a lot of risks. But if I've ta- if, when I speak about my father, he was a bus driver and he was really like not ambitious and he just wanted to have like a steady life. And that that was like kind of like that was my inspiration because I didn't want to become a father. So I was like, so I don't want to be this. What else I can be? So I started to discover different jobs and learning about life and learning about money and learning about 
what is a goal in life? How how can I be different? How can I? How is it like somebody become Bill Gates and somebody become nobody? And what is the difference between these two? And where I want to be? Yeah, that's great that you could see that you wanted to do something different than the way that your father had his life. And and obviously, as you said, you went through some hardships living in a war-torn country, having to move. So you said you lived in Greece for a while and then went back to Iran? And yeah. Then... So, Go ahead. And Yeah, so I went back to Iran when I was eight. I couldn't speak Farsi, which is my mother language. So I started to learn Farsi again. And <laughs> grew up in Iran. And when I was like around the 20-something, I started to realizing that this is not my life. And I had like difficulties. So I moved to Europe then. And it was really a difficult movement to move to Europe. But... I made my move because my life couldn't be limited because I believe I'm not a three, so I can move. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's Jim Rohn. I think, you know, I think it's Jim Rohn that said, you know, you're not a tree, you can move. So that's, it's still not easy though, to leave your country, what you know, your family and move to a new place, start a new, like you said, you started a new business. You were doing coaching. Do you remember what it was that introduced you to this idea of, you know, some people, you know, do end up like a Bill Gates and other people end up financially struggling their whole lives. Like what, did you go to a seminar? Was it a book that you read? Was it like a a spiritual download? I did a whole bunch of things. Okay. I did read all the books from Tony Robbins, Brian Tracy, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. I went through so many seminars. I I started to do some network marketing. I did I work as a manager and learn how to become a leader in your business. I did a whole bunch of things and from everywhere I was just taking, okay, this this works for me, this doesn't, this works for me. And I was just grabbing what works for me and who I want to be because I didn't know who I am because I actually didn't have a role models. So I was looking for a role models that who I want to be. Yeah. And and actually the spiritual downloading like really like being in a nature and being high in the nature and letting, letting like the things that I learned just sink in my body and flow and looking at the at nature and understanding what is happening in the world is exactly what is happening in the nature. And it's the same thing. It's the same flow. If, if I can see it, if my eyes can see what is happening, then the nature becomes my teacher. So the nature becomes the best teacher that I could see how the life flows. So I could, I could, be in the flow of life and then be part of the river and be part of part of the air that it can move. Oh. And I still have my own goal. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that being able to be in the flow at the same time as having a goal that you're working towards. And it makes life a lot easier when you're in that, you know, instead of fighting and swimming upstream, right? You're allowing exactly the flow of the river. It's Interesting that you mentioned you spent some time in network marketing for those that may or may not know that have been around, maybe new to the podcast. You know, I had a career of 17 years in network marketing and just recently sort of, I guess you could say retired, but you don't, you never really retire from network marketing because I'm very, very blessed to have some income that is passive at this point. But I will say one of the biggest gifts for sure that I was introduced to through that was this world that I didn't know anything about, this world of Think and Grow Rich, this world of Jim Rohn and all of these other people to learn from that allowed me to 
help shift and focus on my own money mindset. That's not to say that I haven't struggled with it. It's just that I was like you, I was introduced to it at that time. And it really, um, it opened a world that I think not a lot of people, I don't know how many years ago that was for you, but for me at that time, like nobody was really talking about these things. So um, that was really an exciting thing to kind of learn and be aware. So you get on this path, you start to learn about financial freedom, you're doing some coaching. What, how did sort of the genesis of teaching a course around this or leading people through a program, where did that kind of start for you? So it was like, I would say four or five years ago after that conversation that I had with my colleague, which was my co-partner in the business, and then helping and supporting my housemates. And then I started traveling. And when I was traveling, people asked me, hey, what are you doing? I was like, uh, yeah, I'm, I make cookies. I have this business in Amsterdam and I work in festivals. I have a business that is in the city. And I started to teach people about uh, about finances and uh, how they can be financially free. And then there were a few people around me. They were like, okay, I would like to learn from you. And I was like, okay, I can charge 10 euros an hour. And they were like, yeah, yes, let's do it. And we started doing it. And then uh, over a few months, I saw their life has changed. And I was like, oh, wow, that was great. And then I, I had like more people coming to me. And I, when I was one time when I was in Thailand, I had like a morning session and afternoon session with, with groups of people and everybody was coming. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. I would love to do this because there was there was this feeling of my purpose was fulfilled. And I was like, yeah, I would love to do this. I would love to share this information with the others. And of course, some people did work for them. Some people didn't work. Some people were ready and some people did were not really ready. And then that feeling was like, a, I would call it burning desire. I don't know if, mm. if that makes any sense to you, but there was a, this burning desire inside of me. I was like, okay, I want to share this with the whole world. Writing this book that I've been busy with three years, it's like, there was nothing behind me to help me or support me. Of course, I had my partner supporting me, friends supporting me, but there was nothing behind me say, hey, you have to do this. The only person was really like inside of me, this burning, there was a, this candle that started and become like a big fire inside of me. And it's just like, go, 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 go. And I couldn't stop myself. I still can't stop myself. I don't know. I feel like I have to do more and more. I, I want to support. I, I want to be in service of the others with the information that I learned. And a book is a wonderful way to do that because you can reach more people at a more, you know, affordable global cost, of course. And I love that you've got your book coming out. Before we start start to talk about your book and, and the gratitude connection with financial freedom and all that, because I know that that is a key concept from your book. And I, I do want to spend some time there. What I want to know about before we go there is there is a very important spiritual part to the work that you're doing. You know, that's the first thing in your bio. I noticed on your website, you know, you really talk about that connection to spirituality, to Tantra. So how did that, you know, because you're if you look at one side, you know, you're really focused on financial freedom and, and helping people do that and the coaching. How, where does the spiritual part fit in for you? How did that sort of come and be introduced into your life? Mm, this is a beautiful question. I love it. I, I actually get goosebumps. 
So the fact is, like, we either want to talk about spirit or matter, or we want to talk about the spirituality or money or the earth or whatever we want to call it. But but the balance is to, to have access to a spirit and matter. The balance is to understanding that these two are not separated from each other, but connected. And like finding that that fine line in the middle that connected to the spirit and be with the, all these spiritual practices while having access to the earth. Like I believe earning money is a, a spiritual practice. It can be a spiritual practice. Like working with the earth can be a spiritual practice. It's, it's that fine line, how we look at it. And how we can bring these two together, because there there is there is no religion that separates money from the God. God always wants some money. So just understanding that to bringing these two together, then we are in balance. This is this is the way that I see it. Okay. Yeah. Can you explain that a little bit more for me? Like. The connection between you know God and money and spirituality, like what? And there is that, like you said, sometimes when we hear different things in religion, it's that money is a negative thing, money is bad. So I really want to hear your perspective on this. All right, this is elaborate. Yeah, this is my humble opinion. So um, we want to think like where the money comes from. So money comes from the products that the earth gives us. The earth gives us gold, the earth gives us apple, the earth gives us anything. And that become that we exchange that for money because we could not exchange things with it. So the earth, the mother, the son, the father, the humans in connection with this tree, we come together and we create matter, we create money. So basically money doesn't come from somewhere else. We didn't, we didn't ex- import money from the Venus, or we didn't import money from the moon. The earth is full of money. The earth is money. So by understanding that the earth and the sun and a human and combination of that is a matter, then we understand that because sun and, and earth and us, we are a spiritual, we are a spiritual being. So the combination of that is also a spirit. Like there, there is no dividends. And the only dividends that come there is because because there was miscommunication there was misunderstanding there was wars there was there was limitation and because of that people started to thinking okay because of this war because somebody wanted to have more because of this so money is evil so basically money is not an evil what happened it was like because we were limited we started to fight for things and then we come to the conclusion that it was money. It wasn't money. We always wanted. We always want to find something outside of us as a problem. But sometimes it's just like really deep inside of us. That's something that we have to change, to have to shift, transform. And it, it comes to all those words, all this negative feeling that we have. It comes for a reason because we want to learn something. We come here to learn that. And as soon as we start to blaming it as outside matter, as soon as we start to blaming it because we want to say, hey, I don't, I don't have any access to it. I cannot change it. And as soon as we have addressed it inside of us, that limit, then we can shift it 
as soon as we acknowledge it, basically appreciation is acknowledgement. And when we acknowledge something inside of us, we are actually appreciating. We can appreciate the negativity. We can appreciate the pain. And then through that, we can we can get the gift. We can get the jewel out of that pain. And then say like, oh, this is another jewel in my being. Wow. Okay. I just, I want to kind of bring this all kind of full circle with what you've just shared, which I think is so powerful is that at the beginning of our conversation, you mentioned that you have no limits, right? And that's, you know, you moved because you didn't want to be limited by your environment. And, and I love that you bring it back to like the limits we have on our financial well-being or ability to earn, that's a made-up limit. That's something inside that, you know, we're we're blaming it from an outside, but really it's it's that inside that that's creating that limit. And your work really helps us to release those limits. Did I bring that all together? Yes, that's it. You got Perfect. it. Perfect. Oh, so cool. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So good. Okay. So now that we know this, you know, the way that you're able to help people. I love that. So let's talk about specifically, you know, you said you mentioned appreciation, which is a form of gratitude. Tell me more about where you see the connection between this money mindset and gratitude. How are the two intertwined and why is it so important to express or work with gratitude when we're working on our money mindset? Beautiful, love it. Uh, um, we are in the point A and we want to go to point, point B, which is like where I am today and a point A and I want to become this person that I'm dreaming of, which is my goal, my vision, where I want to go. And because I want to go there, I, I need to have a certain mindset. I need to be ready. I need to have my tools ready. And to get those tools ready, I need I need to be in alignment. And part of that alignment, like basically it's not part of that. To be al- in aligned with the source is to be in a state of gratitude, in a state of appreciation. Because to be in a state of gratitude and a state of appreciation is the state that all the plants are. We heard it in a different religions. They say like all the plants and all the birds and all the animals are praying to the God basically singing to the God, which means like they are appreciating the life that they are in. So basically when we are appreciating what we have today, we can get more of it. If I don't like what I have, I cannot get anything else. It's just like a, what you want. And understanding and that appreciation is the momentum. It's the momentum of a silence that I just take that deep breath. And then I become aligned with the source. I become aligned with with the universe. And then my voice become in the same frequency with the universe. And whatever I ask, it becomes the reality. Uh, And this is such a powerful moment when we experience it. Like I love love Abraham Hicks. Like she, she says, like you ask and then you're going to go to the receptive mode. What I call as a receptive mode is partly if I want to go to that receptive mode is to be aligned with the universe, to, to go to this appreciation mode. It can be it can be even the appreciation or the gratitude can be 
sort of meditation like okay I, I really grateful for my body i'm really grateful for what i have eat today i'm grateful for the bread that i take i'm grateful for the my heartbeat that 24 7 is beating and i never ask for do anything and just ha- having all this gratitude and then getting more and more aligned with wh- who i am today and it is challenging because we are living in the cities because we are living in the places that is challenging to live i had a challenging day today And there is traffic, there is moments that you feel like I booked somewhere and I booked a month later because because of things that is happening in my life. (laughs) (laughs) And then then coming back to that alignment, I'm feeling like, okay, you know, I made a mistake. I don't have to blame anybody for it. Mm -hmm. And I'm still grateful to be able to do another booking, even though it's late. So you said a bunch of really interesting things there that I just want to, you know, go back to. The first thing is about asking for what we want. And, you know, I'm thinking about the work of Abraham Hicks and I love, you know, Ask and It Is Given. It's one of my favorite books. And I think about this, this challenge and you mentioned sort of the solution, which is often we find ourselves asking and asking and asking and asking, and we never take the time to put ourselves in that position to receive. Exactly. And I feel like what you just said there about when you're in a a position of gratitude, when you align your body with gratitude, and you just took us through a very simple gratitude exercise, right? In just 30 seconds, you brought yourself back into feeling grateful, you know, by checking in with your body. And that allows us to be open to receiving. And I think that's the biggest challenge sometimes when we when we have difficulty manifesting what we're looking for is that we're in that asking, asking, asking. So can you just go a little bit, maybe into a little bit more detail about how do we get ourselves into a position to receive? Because I think that's what's missing for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is. I have an example. So I had this friend that uh, we did some course together and then uh, we learned a lot of about a uh, lot of attraction and we learned how to write our goals and all of that. And then uh, we were doing this job and after three months, she called me and said, hey, come around. I was like, well, she was like, I don't know, like, I'm just keep writing and it's not working. I don't know what, what I'm doing wrong. Maybe I have to change the dates or I have to do that. I have to do this. And I was like, hey, wait a second. She was like, what? I was like, okay, maybe you don't write for a month, gurgles, and just write your gratitude. And just relax. You already wrote a lot about what is your goals. She was like, all right, let me do that. Let me try that. And a month later, her life completely changed. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that pause, that allowing. It goes back to what you said at the beginning of the podcast, which was being connected with nature, feeling the flow and allowing. And I find sometimes I get caught up in that too. It's like I'm trying too hard to manifest. Like it's like, no, manifesting, it's like this reminder for myself is like manifesting is not hard work. <laughs> right? I forget yeah. how it's not meant to be hard work. It's about allowing, letting it go through and allowing our bodies, our bodies to be in that beautiful state of gratitude. 
Um, so you shared with us a, a beautiful gratitude practice in the moment, getting us into the present moment. What are some other ways that you practice gratitude, maybe on a daily basis or something that you do on a weekly basis? Tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. So I personally started around 20 years ago when, yeah, let me just think. I think like it was after the movie Secret came out, uh, I was watching the movie The Secret and was like, wow, this is amazing. Like I, I had this practice that I listened to the movies The Secret for a couple of months every day from the beginning till the end, a couple of times, sometimes just one time. And I started to learn all of this and let it embody my body. But then I was like, there is something I don't understand what I have to do. And finally, between the lines, I understood I have to write my gratitude. And I started doing that. And since then, uh, for a couple of years, I wrote my gratitude every single morning. Very first thing that I do every single morning and just remembering what I'm grateful for. It can be my phone, it can be my laptop, it can be a really physical thing or my health and, and my relationship and everything that I am grateful for today. And I just give myself five minutes. I don't need to write half an hour. I don't need to write two hours. I write five minutes, whatever comes. I just put that there, feeling that gratitude in my body, that alignment. And then another five minutes, I write my goals, whatever comes, five goals, 10 goals, whatever it comes. I don't have to check what I wrote yesterday or last month. I just wrote uh, right on all of that. And that has been my practices for many years. Lately, I don't do it often because... I started to do it verbally or in my mind. Like when I'm in the shower, I started to think, okay, I'm grateful for this. I'm I can say it. I'm grateful for my partner. I'm grateful for my phone. I'm grateful for my laptop. I'm grateful for my mother. I'm grateful for the life that I'm living. I'm grateful for money that comes to me from different sources on a continuous basis in an increasing quantity. Just like going, 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 and whatever I'm grateful for, and then I stop and let that just comes to my body. I personally believe that gratitude is appreciation and the appreciation is acknowledgement. And when we are start acknowledging, we are making our ego to be humble. And that humbleness, it brings that receiving mode that we are talking about. For oh, everything yeah. that we are asking yeah. for. And, and every day is a new day to just be humble. And to be in this. Sorry, you wanted to say something. Come on. No, I was just saying, yes, this is, I love this beautiful bringing you back to being humble and in a state of receiving. I would love it if you could repeat. It sounds like it's something you said often. You're, you had a gratitude about money flowing to you. Can you repeat that maybe again for our listeners? <laughs> yeah, I learned that from Bob Proctor, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I knew it sounded real. I love Bob Proctor. Yes, Bob please repeat. Proctor is amazing. Yeah, I say I'm grateful for money that comes to me from different sources on a continuous basis in increasing quantity. Okay. So I'm grateful for money that comes to me from different, different sources. So an increasing quantity. An increasing quantity. And in continuous basis. In continuous. Okay. Amazing. We want to definitely remember that phrase. It's interesting. I have a phrase as well, a morning mantra that I have from uh, Wayne Dyer, which is I wake up and I say, Thank you for this gift of another day and the opportunity to be of service to others and to make a difference in this world. Mm. So 
You know, those masters, they had definitely some wonderful things that we could learn from them. We've come a long way from the secret, which was, I believe it was 2006 or seven. It was, you know, almost 20 years ago, like you said, interestingly, I did the same thing for a long time. I had the secret um, audio book and I would listen to that on a daily basis. And so we sort of come from that same, that is kind of where my gratitude practice originally started. And then I was able to grow my gratitude practice or sort of get back into it uh, through hearing Sean Aker speak, the author of The Happiness Advantage. And that sort of catapulted my gratitude practice from that point on. And like you, my gratitude practice is an evening one where I write what I'm grateful for in the evening. I use Bob Proctor's gratitude intention, you know, writing in the present for something that I'm manifesting in my life. And I think what you said, you know, I think something that I might add to my own practice and a lot of our listeners have gratitude practices. So sometimes we're listening to like, not just for new things and new ways to practice gratitude, but ways to kind of tweak our practice or up-level our practice if you must. And what you said about, you know, you you do your gratitude in the shower and then you pause and you allow and you allow the flow and you allow the receiving. And I think that's something that I can do better is when I do write my gratitude and do all that before bed, pause for a moment, allow for space for receiving before sort of closing my book and putting it away. It's a simple thing. I, I'm going to add that to my practice. So thank you for that. I love I love that there's so many infinite ways for us to practice gratitude. Amazing. Love it. Thank you. I also like really felt amazing because I never met somebody who started gratitude practices from the movie Secret. And I was like, wow, this, 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 is, this is my human. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, it is amazing. It, and when you think about how long it's been now since that movie came out, but how pivotal it was for both you and I, the way that it influenced our lives and those teachers we met and how it's really brought us connected back together here today to talk about this. So uh, as we wrap things up, I would love for you to just maybe leave our listeners with something, a word of guidance or something just to wrap up what you've shared that they can leave our podcast with today. Yeah, I really believe that gratitude is embedded in many spiritual practices, like a lot of religions. Like they they have like tasbih or disputes that they do use it. So it's it's been gratitude. It's been here for thousands of years. It's not a new practice that we are using, and. What what is really important to feel it is like that gratitude has a frequency, and la- and when when we start to have this gratitude, when we start to live it in our body, we access a different frequency in the universe, which is really big, and feeling that frequency and understanding that frequency, it's it gives us like a higher momentum it's give us this quantum leap to access to something that is not possible to access with the normal life that we have it's not possible to do it with your mobile phone or with your computer or with your ai it's like very high technology and 
to under to feel that because understanding is from a mind but feeling is from the body to feel that when we start to do this practice if if we allow our body to feel that frequency we feel how much we are capable of doing how much we are capable of achieving and yeah and, and this is like high level it's it's really like sometimes i don't have words for it I feel like I'm wordless to express what gratitude is and what it does. And I did experience it. Perfect. Wonderful way to wrap up this beautiful podcast. Uh, Cameron, where is the best place for people to find you online? Uh, I have my own website. It calls CameronNovin.love. Perfect. We'll make sure the links are accessible. We'll also let um, our listeners know in the show notes about your new book when it comes out. So if you're watching this or listening to this a bit later, uh, I'll make sure there's a link directly to purchase the book. I believe you can sign up. You know, what's so interesting is I, you have a love letter on your website, right? Which they can sign up to make sure they get the book when it comes out. I also have a gratitude love letter. I I was like, I've never seen anybody else say that on their website. So anyway, such a wonderful connection and synchronicity. So they can sign up on your website to make sure that they're alerted when the book is officially released. And I just wish you so much love and success and joy, you know, as you launch this beautiful book into the world and really help so many people with their money mindset. Um, Thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Thank you so much. I'm really grateful to be invited and be here and be in service of the others. Thank you so much for doing this job. It was my pleasure. Thanks for sticking around till the end of the podcast. I appreciate you. If you're not already following us on your favorite app, make sure you click on the check or follow podcast so you'll be alerted every time there's a new podcast episode. If you enjoyed the episode and want to help us grow, here's some easy things that you can do. You can leave a review on your favorite app. You can share this podcast with a friend and send it directly. And you can also share through social media. Feel free to tag me on any posts in your stories and I'll repost. Thank you to Paul Tedeschini for doing the post-production audio for the podcast. And one last thing. I hope you're choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.